Hello, everybody. Welcome back to episode two of Wokepocalypse. Love that for us. So, I am Georgina. I'm Kat. I'm Jessica. And I'm Karen. And today we're going to be discussing a lot of fun topics. Not really, but... Um, so we're going to be talking a little bit about murdered, missing Indigenous women, heteronormative and toxic patriarchy, rape culture, and violence against women. Full disclosure, a lot of if you, if you ever feel uncomfortable during like the podcast, we'll be adding some resources for you guys to hit up. We'll be naming them throughout, so stay tuned, guys. Check in. Okay. Um, I'm doing okay. I'm doing fine. Um, I'm really tired and sleep deprived, but that's normal. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I went to the uh, Black Power Matters event that was held here on campus, and it was really fun. I really had a good time. Um, I also was able to attend the Teach Out Against White Supremacy. That was cool. I, I didn't get a chance to stay for the whole thing because I had to work, but... Um, what I was able to do was really fine. Um, and yeah, just doing it. Excellent. All right. Um, <clears throat> hey guys, um, I've been doing pretty good, you know, the week, the week's been kind of rough, but I also attended the teach out and I also attended the Black Power Matters, um, event yesterday. I also went with Karen along with that. <laughs> it was fun. It was really cool. I liked the performances they had. And the teach out was a great turnout. A lot of you guys came and supported us. That was great to see. Um, I was a, I was able to stay through majority of it, and it was great. I loved the support, and you know we're we're building something. There's there's movement happening. Hey guys, um, I'm doing pretty good today. Um, last week it was um, Karen who was sick, and then this week I'm kind of congested and stuff, but that's that. And for the um, Black Power Matters event. It was really good. I was there volunteering for a little bit, serving the food, and then, but I really did enjoy the performances, and I really enjoyed the panel part, especially when Whitney and Leilani, when they spoke about their experiences, experiences and stuff, that was really good. And then, as for the teach out, I didn't get to make it, but I, I saw the stuff posted on, on the social media, and I, I was pretty um, happy about it, so. turn I guess um I've been doing all right I haven't I haven't really been feeling well this week and I think just like the list of things I have to do just never ending so it kind of just slows me down a little more but a lot of things make my heart really happy this week with a lot of um a great turnout what I think is a great turnout to the teach out even though myself I couldn't be there um I think it was wonderful I also am very happy um that people have been listening to our podcast we got over 100 listeners as of right now (laughs) and so um that makes my heart really happy and also a great we're I think we're building really great um connections by doing this project not only within like between each other and like other members of our class as well so I'm really happy with all the positive feedback we've been receiving too from like professors and other students and peers and stuff so yeah I'm excited for what the rest of the semester holds (laughs) same same Alright, let's get into it. Okay, so for the first topic for today is missing and murdered indigenous women. So basically, there are many cases that are unsolved and not reported, and then most of those are the missing and murdered indigenous women. So 
Four out of five Native American women expected to encounter violence in their lifetime. More than half will be victimized by domestic violence or sexual assault. And murder rates against Native American women exceed 10 times the national average in some tribal and urban communities. Data from the Center for Disease Control and um, Prevention claimed in 2016 the third leading cause of death for Native Americans in Alaska, Native females are age 10 to 24, is murder. So basically, there were, in the National Crimes Information Database report, there were about 5,712 known of the MMIW, but then there were still, it, it still isn't accurate because policing and the data, it's not on point. So, oh, also 71% of American Indians and Alaska Natives live in towns and cities, but there's little to no research being done on the violence against American Indians and Alaska Native women in the urban areas. So because of the undercount and the poor data collection, there's a lot of people and women, sisters, mothers, you know, friends that are just going missing, and then there's a lot of you know, um, lack of law enforcement on um, reservation lands and delays in response times and inability to prosecute non-Native offenders. So basically, if a non-Native went on a reservation and did a crime, they wouldn't get in trouble for it. So that's that. And then basically, a lot of women are being trafficked, sold, sex slaves, and then they just don't make it back. And then, like, Salt Lake City is the ninth highest in nation, and Utah is the eighth highest state. Can I add on to that? Sorry. I, oh, actually, yeah. like, um, I don't know if you guys were in the quad sometimes yesterday. I had to make my way to MSR, and there was a group out there talking about um, the Red Sand Project. Yeah, I talking about the, yeah, what? the what Red Sand Project. So it was, I didn't bring my little bag of Red Sand that they gave me because there was, like, facts mm. about it there. But um, that's kind of what sparked the thought in me about human trafficking among among indigenous women. And I kind of just found something right here that says, um, well, this is about the um, indigenous people in Canada. It said that the studies found that the First Nations women and youth represented between 70 and 90% of visible sex trade in the areas where Aboriginal populations is less than 10%. So oh, wow. they're the smallest percentage of the population, yet they make up the highest percentage of people being sex trafficked and I think that's insane because it just shows that like we don't take care of our indigenous people like mm -hmm. as like not just our nation as you, Canada too like they just don't care they're not doing anything to protect them or doing anything to help them during like help them minimize these like atrocities mm -hmm. can I ask a question because I was talking about what we're going to be talking about today with a friend, and he asked, what is indigenous? So it's like native to the land, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's the textbook definition, but that's my textbook definition. I feel like indigenous is, you know, like the native. Um, it's before um, colonization, right? Yeah. So Basically, yeah. yeah. Um, dictionary definition is originating or occurring naturally. In a particular place, so native. So that yeah, native. That's what that I was just. So I could get that answer from because I didn't know what to say, and I was gonna say, oh, it's native. It's native. 
That was the chair, everybody. <laughs> um, it's na- it's native, but then I wasn't sure whether to say it. I, I wasn't sure if I was giving the correct info, yeah. so I was like, you know what? I will find out for you. Yeah. And just in case for we have a listener who doesn't know, yeah. um, now they know. Yeah, that's if you guys have yeah, actually bringing that up now. If you guys ever have questions like during while you're listening to our podcast, totally like shoot us a DM like on the Woke Apocalypse Twitter or Instagram, and we'll get that answered for you either yes. through the through the DM or on the following episode. Yeah, and then I believe they could comment on SoundCloud as well. So yeah. questions and yeah. stuff, we will we will check that and. We'll address in the next episode or something, you know, yeah. before we get into the topic of that. A little episode. bit of extra housekeeping. Also, <laughs> if you don't listen to it, if you don't guys don't want to listen to it on um, SoundCloud, what's also available through like the iTunes. So like if you uh, search it's it through either the iTunes po- or Apple Music, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. I searched it through the podcast app on my phone and it came up, so I was like super excited. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, and then um, so since we're talking about well. We weren't just talking about, but you know, human trafficking, human trafficking, and everything. Um, a lot of people, I feel like, have a kind of misconception or like a misunderstanding of how that looks. I think because they've seen, you know, movies like Taken or you know, that, mm-hmm. like, it's like, oh my God, it happens in, in like, not in countries other than than the U.S. You know, like, oh my God, it happens in Europe and this that. Yeah. No, this stuff is happening here as well. Yeah. It is affecting us. And mm-hmm. that's something we need to talk about because I've seen cases where it's not only just, fe- like, a girl, girls or women getting abducted out of the blue. No, women are tricked into it. I've yeah. seen documentaries and stuff, and a lot of them are like, well, um, my boyfriend, you know, like, it's always by this this guy that they met and like they sweet talk them to doing stuff and that leads into them doing um things with strangers and this and that it's it's really insane i saw um i saw this i can't remember the video but it was this this lady and she was talking about how her boyfriend convinced her to move to la like seriously like separated her from her family she's a single mom so convinced her to move her and her daughter to um las vegas my bad las vegas and um little bit she became like an escort but that later like it it's human trafficking at the same time because she was getting paid and he was like like he was uh abusing her and it's just it's every whoever's listening just it's not like in the movies you know it's not like you know liam neeson or whatever you know i'm gonna find you and you know <laughs> i have some, it's not it's, it's not days. like that i mean Perhaps, like, if there's parents out there, I'm pretty sure there's parents who, you know, are going to bust that. But it's not like that. It's not like how you see it where they're in a dark room and there's, like, these these pervert men, like, clicking on a remote, you know, for the highest bid. No, it's something else. And it it's happening here, you know. It, it really is affecting us. And we just need to be aware and keep an eye out for one another. Most of human trafficking or just even like violence and sexual violence in general is, you know, most commonly it's people you know, people you've met, people you've interacted with. It's not like, again, like I'm taken, it's not some stranger, you know, and so, you know, the people closest to you could be, I'm, I'm blanking, I'm so sorry. So the people closest to you could be the ones to cause you the most harm. Yeah, you know. Put like, you in these situations. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually trying to look for a picture on my phone from... A few years ago, my coworker and I went to, I think we went to Walmart with my roommate, and we saw this van that, like, was, like, um, that was, like, promoting this job for, 
for teens or whatever and like I guess um they had been notified that that van was like arrested like where like they had been stopped or detained or something like that for like a few weeks prior for that very same reason and they were trying to be kept off the streets but you know they never have enough there's never enough to keep them there's never enough to keep them off the streets like enough evidence I mean and so there they were again like we saw them at the Walmart parking lot and then we saw them at the Target parking lot and it's like that's scary you know because like yeah I know me like if I wasn't like any younger than I was at that point I would have been like a job yeah <laughs> sign I... me up like we're always looking for opportunities you know mm-hmm. and like people like who don't have somebody like looking out for them like they can fall and like those are normally the people who do and it's yeah. normally people of color like it's normally people of color who don't have the resources or they don't have Education. There's a, they're the target and they're mainly the victims because of this yeah, I um, I've seen documentaries and stuff about uh, how, and it's insane because I remember I would see it at either my community college or even um, it was like way back in the day, but the mall that's next to my town, there are these like flyers that says, oh, make like eighteen an hour, this and that, free travel, this and that, and it sounds appealing because you're just like, oh my god, I get to see the world, I get to make good money, like out of this, I I don't need any experience what what more can you ask and i saw a documentary about this girl who that's how she got into human trafficking because she fell for that trap you know so just be aware like honestly just be aware you know and if you have somebody you can trust you know talk to them about that and you know they'll give you they'll give you like another perspective to look at exactly i know Mm -hmm. in high school um they brought in like these group of people that actually did like presentations and things like that on there like um at different high schools and I remember our high school brought it in and we we're like this is totally weird because you know being bratty 17 year olds that we are yeah um we didn't really think anything of it and it wasn't until I got to college and I learned more about it I'm like oh my god this is terrifying like this mm-hmm. is really happening like this happens everywhere in the United States and I guess the valley has like really bad like I don't I, don't, I couldn't find any statistics involving it but I guess the valley has like really bad like issues regarding human trafficking and and for the record human trafficking and sex workers are very different so I think we see them I think a lot of people don't understand the difference and I think people shame everybody and I think it's it's very difficult situations it's one thing to be forced into it it's another thing to be doing it willingly and it's another thing to be doing it I don't know for whatever reason you know what I mean and so I think there's a lot of there's a lot of stigma regarding it so like people um people get abused people get manipulated people get like just brought to their lowest point and they get forced into these situations and that's kind of what human sex trafficking covers it doesn't cover like sex workers that do this willingly or i don't know any other form i don't know i'm not familiar with the the business you know but it's it's frustrating to think also because you feel like people shame these victims of sex trafficking even though they don't well obviously like people don't take the time to know they're the person that they're hiring or whatever you know but they shame them just the same and I think it's like something that something definitely needs to be done like I, I personally don't know how to fix this issue but I mean it's so frustrating the things that like someone we know someone our age might be involved in that might be stuck in that you know yeah and 
I don't know. I think because I think about it, I think about my my uh, my siblings' kids, and just how like trusting my sisters can be, especially like I uh, went I was at the store once with my sister and with one of her kids, and it was around this time, you know, and she needed a cart, so she sent her her kid, and she's she just turned nine, you know, and she went out, but the carts are outside the store, yeah, so. I got paranoid and I was like, mm, I'm, I'm coming with you. Wait for me. Yeah. You know, like I need to make sure I see you because yeah. if something happens, oh my God. like I can't, I can't even think about it. So like I just followed her yeah. and even though I had like the items that we're going to get in my hand, I was like, I'm sort of stealing this. I'm just keeping an eye on my kid. Like we're yeah. good. Um, but they, they knew that. So, but still like, I just can't like, if you're a parent and you have a kid, like please keep an eye on them because in a split second, anything could happen. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, how you're saying that you're worried about, you know, younger kids. Yeah. There's, like, some stats right here that say younger people are are at the highest risk of sexual violence. Yeah. So, you know, from ages 12 to 17, it's, like, 15%. Ages 18 to 34 is 54%. That's, like, half. Like, that's crazy to see that, you know. It's, it's very sad. And um, others' percentages are 20% for ages 35 to 64, and 3% for ages 65 plus. But, you know, ages 12 to 34 are the highest risk years for rape and sexual assault. And then those 65 and older are 92% less likely than 12 to 24-year-olds to be a victim of rape or sexual assault, and 83% less likely than 25 to 49 years old. So, you know, basically from, like, youth to, like, your college years, you're, you know, at high risk of sexual assault. Yeah, and there's, I mean, yeah, a big target are the youth, but there's, like... If there's cases that involve like babies like it's really sad oh it, my gosh i i know i'm so sorry but it has to be talked about yeah definitely yeah. um you know i know. saw this video I, I don't i don't know if you, you all are familiar with uh, blake lively mm-hmm. uh ryan reynolds's wife <laughs> she's an like awesome queen. girl yes she's amazing we love her. well she she got this um there's a video of her speaking on youtube and she's working closely with an organization that deals with this like uh kid trafficking i think and she asked like the youngest age and again for those listening this may be a trigger or anything but like they the um detective i believe uh told her that a lot of them are young that they still have umbilical cords attached you know and it's it's very heartbreaking it's really heartbreaking and you see her giving the speech and i I get i'm getting emotional talking about it because it's so sad and you see her and she's you know she's giving the speech she's trying her best to get through it because she's getting like tear because she's a mom you know like so for her to think about that that's ter- like it's so heartbreaking so it's not just like you know teens no it's it's children it's babies it's yeah. infants like it's really sad to see this a while ago i think it was maybe a year a year and a half ago i saw this very same thing you know people get so blinded by it people mm-hmm. are like oh this doesn't happen in my neighborhood denaire no, wow. denaire or delhi it was denaire delhi that um someone like kidnapped a baby or something ended up happening but this man ended up kidnapping a baby and you know yeah raping the child and um i believe it was that he ended up having to take himself to the hospital because you know i mean a little graphic vocabulary but he got stuck inside of the baby and so like this is like stuff that really happens you know and it's like I don't know, I feel like this pit in, like, my stomach, like, because it just, it's so horrible to think about, Mm -hmm. but this is the reality, you know, and it it reminds me of, um, this, in high school, I was in the newspaper, I was part of the newspaper, and 
um, my friend and I one day decided that we wanted to talk about rape culture and we wanted mm-hmm. to like talk about the realities of this kind of stuff and you know like everybody always like victim blames everybody always yeah. this everybody always that I'm like how are you gonna blame the victim in this situation how are you gonna like people are still so blind about like no this doesn't happen this is, like this is real like like wake up people like it's please so listen, like seriously yeah. like open your eyes like I like I remember when I was like, growing up my mom would never let me go by myself mm-hmm. with like random people like even if we knew them for years it's always like go with your brother or, like let mm-hmm. me go with you or like don't go or like whatever you know and I never understood why and it wasn't until like uh, like I like the stats you're saying and like the stats that I found like most people are likely to get assaulted by somebody they know and the stats that we took from students at my high school like a lot of people that we taught like not a lot but like a few of the people that we talked to were like open about stuff that's happened to them you know and a lot of the situations that did that they did share were situations of like oh like we were at a family party and my uncle this and like or we were here and like a family friend this you know it's like it you can't trust everybody you know yeah. like even if you you get comfortable like you can't get too comfortable you know yeah. like it always starts it's all people always get conditioned like a lot of the times there's it always starts with a little comment it always starts with a little like inside joke or whatever and then it starts with a little touching and then it escalates and it escalates and it just to the point where, like kids don't often speak up about this because it's like they're scared they're ashamed they think it's their fault because you know they let this happen so they let this happen and then you know all these things like it's so insane like um what was it like the this one documentary I saw on Netflix it's called abducted in plain sight oh I just saw that oh my god isn't it so infuriating that is insane like, I I was talking to my mom about it over dinner one day and I was like mom like I might have thought you were crazy but I am so grateful for the way that you raised me because nobody messed with me you know what I mean like my mom had us like she my mom was like you're not going to their house you're not this you're not that I remember Um, my friends next door like um, I was really good friends with their daughter my brother was really good friends with their older daughter and even when I would go over there when I was like okay time to go home like it would always be like Mm -hmm. short periods of time because you know she's not around the parents aren't paying attention like all this other stuff like you don't know what can happen and I never understood it until I was like when I was younger but like after seeing that documentary after experiencing like all the things that I've learned and like my college years and my later high school years I'm like no, this is insane. Like, my mom had every right to do that because people are crazy. Like, you can't oh, yeah. trust them. Oh, yeah. I, it's insane. That documentary is insane. Oh, it's infuriating. Was, like, from two minutes in, you're, mm-hmm. like, mad. I was... Li- and it's, in, like... Oh, my goodness. I know, I, I know how you feel, though, because my parents were like that, too. Like, my mom... I was always by her side, you know? Like, yeah. I think because one time she did lose me when I was little. Really? And, I, and I, was, I was a kid, like... I, I want to say I was like maybe two or three and um, I was hiding and she said that when she's she was panicking because she was like where's my kid where's my kid you know because um, again in one second she was she got distracted by like I think a t-shirt or something that I in one second I just disappeared and she said that um, when she found me I was like hidden in a rack of clothes but she noticed that one of the employees who was a male was like eyeing me and he knew that she was looking for me. He never. He he was. He didn't say anything. He didn't say anything. Serious? Yeah, I'm serious. It freaks me what out because I was like, oh my goodness, like God. that. I could, I could be one of. I could be one of those stats. You know, like it's so insane. And she was ever since then. She's like, nope. She's like, I. I. That's what she always had. I'm the youngest of four, so like uh-huh. you know, obviously like with me, she was a bit more strict. But 
I think back and I was like, no, my mom had a reason. Like she, she had a reason. I see how many sisters are. And, um, yeah, sometimes they can be a little bit trusting or they could be like, it's fine. You're like right here. I'm not like that though. I'm very like, uh, -uh. I had to do a head. I have a, I have a bunch of like, I have like eight, no, seven. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I have six nieces and a nephew and it, I I have a big family. Uh, Um, so every time we go out, I'm like head count. I have to do a head count. Like, okay, there's this one, there's this one. Where's the little one? Okay, right there. Like, I'm yeah. I'm insane. I'm more <laughs> like I think more of a mom than my sisters. Yeah, we're the mom. Hey, we need that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, and um, it's insane. Like I always tell people, like this is why I can't be a parent. But everybody tells me no. Like that that's why you should. Like if you we want need kids, parents like you. Yeah, <laughs> but um. I, my my sisters are good parents. I swear, <laughs> they're very caring. <laughs> I'm not trying to bash them. Um, <laughs> I'm not trying to bash them, but um, but sometimes they could just be a little bit too trusting, you know. Yeah. Um, but no, they they are caring parents, you know, and and I love my nieces and my nephew. Like they're my world. So, hmm. but yeah, no, having if you have kids or if you want to have kids, just always remember like. You're, be, be just be the parent, be the responsible yeah. parent, you know. Always be involved. Yes, yeah. like yes. that's important. I'm not trying to tell you guys how to raise your kids, but like what my mom, like I told her something that happened in documentary. Spoiler alert! But you guys should still definitely watch it. Like, oh yeah, um, the little girl was manipulated into think that if she didn't do what she did, um, people in her family were gonna get hurt. Mm-hmm. And so it remained. It reminded me of what my mom would always tell me. And I'm like, my mom's crazy. Mm-hmm. Like what? Like I was insane. But like she would always like emphasize it she would tell us all the time anytime we went out anytime anything she's like nobody is gonna touch me nobody can hurt me nobody's gonna do anything to me or your brother or or your anybody nobody's gonna hurt me nobody's gonna mess with me if anybody does anything to you you speak up about it and i'm like what are you talking about and like Mm -hmm. you know i'm a little kid you know like i i mean you don't know you don't know and i i was always very naive even like my older high school years i'm like what are you talking about like i don't i don't know what this means you know but I get it, you know, and I always had, like, strict curfews, and my mom would freak mm-hmm. out if we were, like, late, and I'm like, why are you freaking out? And I'm like, I get it now, you know, like, you never know who's going to be the person to hurt your child or who's going to be the person to hurt you, and you never know when it's going to happen. Like, you can't predict these things, you know, mm-hmm. like, there's stats on it, but that's, like, nobody prevented it, you know? Mm-hmm. And that kind of leads into, like, um, your topic of rape culture, like, um, adding on to, like, this, the little research we did on my high school, like, it was really disgusting to see the answers of some people. Like, they would say, like, we, I think we, one of the questions we asked them, like, why do people get raped? And I remember we were, um, I mean, I'm going to call them out. I'm not saying names, so I'm going to call them out. We walked up to this group of, like, uh, football players, and they were like, oh, well, like, something happens to you if you're, like, wearing your booty shorts walking down the street or if you're going out with your friends, wow. like, showing all of the skin. Like, I was like, honestly, like, I tried so hard not to say anything because, you know, my face tells, like, my whole like yeah react, fit, like feelings you know being and I was like disgusted and I was like okay thanks guys and I walked away and I was like that's the most disgusting group of people I've ever they're met basically in my life. they're like perpetuating rape yeah. culture and like they're totally excusing the behavior of the rapist like nobody can ever tell me that it's the victim's fault nobody can ever tell me that somebody got attacked because of what they were wearing like no that doesn't happen like and then, like, it's just infuriating. Yeah, to go off of that, you know, like, examples of rape culture are, you know, blaming the victim. Boys will be boys. The whole, like, yeah. oh, she's asking for it. Um, sexual jokes, publicly judging victims, dress, mental state, motives, and, like, history, you know, like, blaming, yeah. like, their past for the reasons why they're, they're uh, 
sexually assaulted. It's yeah. like nobody's asking to get raped. Nobody's yeah. asking to get, you know, abducted and, and sold into, like, sex trafficking. Like, nobody yeah. wants that. Like, you know, and, like, you know, there's the whole, oh, well, she's a sister. She's a um, a mother, a daughter. It's like, no, before all that, she's a person. Exactly. And it's not just women. You know, like, women are, like, you know, majority 90% of, like, victims. But there are, you know, males that are victims, too. It's one in five women. So, you know, honestly, one of your friends could have been sexually assaulted or have experienced, like, sexual violence. But one in 71 men will be raped or at some point at the, like, in their lives. Like, you know, it's not just women. It's also men. And that's also, like, another example. Like, the whole, like, men don't get raped. Like, oh, like, he's he's too much of, like, a sissy and da-da-da. It's like, no, it's not just that. It's anybody can get raped and anybody can experience sexual violence. Like, again, it goes back to the whole, like, even infants children mm-hmm. men women you know and it's just it's heartbreaking it's infuriating and who why are why are people why are people normalizing this like why is it normalized it's crazy to me and for those of you who don't know you know here's a de- here's a textbook definition of what rape culture essentially is it's the so- sociological concept for a setting in which rape is pervasive and normalized due to societal attitudes about ge- uh, gender and sexuality so that's just kind of and it just normalizing everyday actions that happen like again like blaming the victim or she was wearing this or like what she was asking for it or he was asking for it and it's like no like nobody wants to have that traumatic experience happen to them like anybody ask anybody and everybody's gonna say no like you know that's not something they want to happen to them and it's ridiculous when people are um, like again, like no, nobody's asking for it, and for you to say that they are, you're again part of the problem. Mm, exactly, you're part of the problem. Get out of my house. <laughs> um, so adding on to what you were saying, like regarding statistics with men, like I'm pretty sure there's even more like victims than that. But again, going back to toxic patriarchy, heteronormative patriarchy, like we always try to excuse female rapist. Or men don't like to speak up about being raped because it's like it damages their masculinity it damages their I don't know what guys call it their uh, male street cred or whatever you know what I mean yeah um, I was just gonna say it's what you're saying is actually true because like you know there's been cases where if if um, a man was raped when he was young age uh, like if he tells like his friends or somebody they're like why are you complaining you got yeah. some like yeah. we need to stop that no he did not get something he got something taken away from him he yeah. didn't get anything exactly you know it was taken away from him and, and it's traumatizing yes yeah. so we need to like I, we just need to normalize that um I just lost my train of thought I apologize um we just need to normalize that men hurt the same as women do like when you know they have emotions too they have a right to express that emotion like we should not take that away from them no definitely not you know at that same dinner that i had with my mom where we talked about um the documentary abducted in Mm -hmm. plain sight uh we talked about she brought up this situation like totally innocently and like i guess like i don't know i'm pretty sure somebody told her something and she wanted like my input on it because you know i'm always I'm always spouting that social justice, you know? <laughs> I'm always, like, Here talking about it. And she's like, what do you think of the fact of, like, a 20... I think she said 27. A 27-year-old woman having sex with a 14-year-old. I was like, that's not sex, that's rape. And I was like... And I was like, a 14-year-old is not the age of consent. Like, 14 is not the age of consent. Ch- that is a child. Like, they have no... That's... 
that's inappropriate. And she was like, no, but what if they didn't see? I was like, it's rape. Like, legally. again, legally, it's rape. I was like, it go, like if you think about it, like, this 27-year-old woman knew what she was doing. She knew, knew how to manipulate this child. Like, you know, people at their age, they're hormonal. You're like, yeah, they're horny. Yeah, they're this. Yeah, they're that. But it doesn't take away from the fact that she had no right to approach this child and manipulate them into having intercourse. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, any form of coercion or manipulation is rape. Mm-hmm. And, like, don't... I think a lot of people still have the di- like the dialogue and the mindset that a rapist is like you know some creep in the bushes. No, like a rapist is somebody who takes advantage of you when you drink too much or like it, rape can happen in relationships if like no is no and yes means yes. It's like fundamental. Like people need to understand consent and like it's not the job of the person you're sleeping with to teach you consent this goes back to the parents this goes back to everybody like going back to the what jessica was mentioning that people excuse the behavior of men because boys will be boys that's crap you know yeah. what i mean like excusing men because they're men like that <laughs> that perpetuates rape culture that perpetuates violence against women that perpetuates violence against queer trans folk you know what i mean that's ridiculous and it's inappropriate and if you say boys will be boys then you need to check yourself and you need to you need to fix that because allowing allowing men to get away with whatever they want just because they're men like that's that makes no sense and then going off of what georgina said you know uh, bringing up the whole like lgbtq plus community you know they do face a higher risk of sexual assault so some stats um leading up to that the cdc's national intimate partner in sexual violence survey found for this is for lesbian gay and bisexual people um 44% of lesbians and 61% of bisexual women experience rape, physical violence, or stalking by an intimate partner, compared to 35% of heterosexual women. 26% of gay men and 37% of bisexual men experience rape, again, physical violence, or stalking by an intimate partner, compared to 29% of heterosexual men. 46% of bisexual women have been raped, compared to 17% of heterosexual women and 13% of lesbians. 22% of bisexual women have been raped by an intimate partner compared to 9% of heterosexual women, 40% of gay men, and 47% of bisexual men have experienced sexual violence other than rape compared to 21% of heterosexual men. Like, again, it goes back to the whole, it's not just women and men, it's also, like, you know, the queer community and, you know, people of color, and it, it affects everybody. Again, like, sexual violence and rape culture is not just um, a gendered problem, it's everybody's problem, you know? It comes back to the whole, like, society feeds into this in the media and music videos and movies and you know and that's also a part of rape culture you know the, the hypersexualizing of women and then women of color and again like the the lgbtqia you know plus community like that all that stuff affects everybody and again like the people who are in the lgbtq plus community are at higher risk you know they're they're hypersexualized and people are like oh again the whole like boys will be boys and da 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 and it's like no you saying all those kinds of stereotypical things you feeding into all that is what makes people think it's okay and really it's not you know that causes traumatic you know ptsd for people for anybody who goes through that you know like that's not normal nobody someone who can't even walk down the street because of what happened to them you know it ruins a person's life and it's again like it's not just some stranger it's you know your friends your family anybody you've met people you work with like these are high percentages these statistics are really upsetting and another thing too a total number of cases in the u.s 
stood at 99,856 in 2017. This was two years ago that these um, statistics were recorded about um, rape cases. Like these are insane, you know, just you look at the numbers and they're ridiculously high and what, what, are, what are we as a society doing to prevent that? Clearly nothing because these numbers are astonishingly high and again, because of, you know, rape culture and how normalized it is in society, like, why, why, <laughs> why are we, our men and our women and our, you know, queer community and everybody, our, our people of color, our fans, our friends, our family, why are they, um, why do they have to go through this, you know, like, this is not okay, and there really needs to be, you know, like, preventative measures, and again, like, we should stop normalizing the sexual violence, the abuse, like, you know, again, like, domestic abuse, and you know, that also correlates with, like, rape culture, it's just, it's really astonishing. Can I add, um, have you, have any of you seen the documentary, The Hunting Ground? Mm. That talks about, I like, watch it. oh it my god, made gosh. me too nervous. I, no, I feel you, I, I mean, I, I'm a movie buff, I love watching film, I love doc documentaries as well, yeah. um, so, I actually, I was able to sit through the whole thing, but it is, it's heartbreaking, because a lot of the interviews are with, you know, women who have been raped, you know, or sexually assaulted, and it's just so tough because you hear some of the stories and this is why like the brock turner that oh i know i know God. i can never get over it because it pisses me off the fact that he got off like easy peasy you know like it's just like like nothing nothing hurt what he was in there what three months yeah yeah or not even three months three to six months out if on good behavior. No, even that, like, I think he got off with he was he did um, I think three months or so, and then he did community service. Yes, please or, do. But there was um, in the documentary film The Hunting Ground, there was a case where I believe a girl was raped by like this all star football player, and and she tried to come out to she tried to you know try to speak her truth, and what happened was that um, people because he was so like valued on the team people were threatening her like she was yeah. you know like she was being tormented being bullied like she was being threatened because they're like how dare you you know um ruin his name and like try to take away his like they just they made him the victim and her yeah. like it's and it's so unfair you know it's it's so unfair that um these the, these people because it's not even just women you know it's men too like yeah. you know it's it's so unfair that these human beings get treated like crap like the fuck like i'm gonna say it you know like what the heck <laughs> yeah I, I remember seeing that she got a lot of backlash for it and i remember members of his community were outraged by it and i mean as we all were you know mm -hmm. like here is some squeaky clean clean white guy like getting off at, like well he was sentenced to six months um on june 20 on june 2nd 2016 and then um that's when they sentenced him to six months in santa clara county and then followed by three years of probation, and after three months in jail, he was released. And so even then, after that, he went back to court to try to, like, um... Overturn him or something, or... Yeah, what's it to get a... What? Record expunged? Is that what it is? Oh, I think so. Is that what it... Is that how it's called? Um... Don't quote us you on guys this. under you guys get what I'm trying to say like <laughs> you guys get what I'm trying to say like um he and then they denied it and then he's still trying you know what I mean so it's like people like built this empire for this guy to get away with attacking some woman and even now she's receiving hate for it even now like like imagine going through the most traumatic experience of your life and then somebody turning around telling you 
but he's a good swimmer, but he's a good this, but he's a good kid. He's never done anything bad. Like, he raped somebody. Bottom line, like, he ruined somebody's life. He was life. caught red-handed. He the was in the act, you know yes. what I mean? Like, it's infuriating If it wasn't for about. those two, those two. Was, Bicyclists, right? But was, I think, I believe so. If it wasn't for them two, who knows what would have happened? Like, it's just, oh my goodness. Like, he was caught red-handed, and yet people are still pleading yeah. that he's a good guy. No, he and does not. The first like, things, I remember when that came out, the first things I heard was like, well, why? She was drunk, right? Like, why was she drinking so much? Like, because she can drink too much, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, everybody, like, maybe she's an alcoholic. Maybe she's, like, she was cross-faded. Maybe she was this. Maybe, But who cares, you know what I mean? Like, she could do whatever she wants. Like, it's with her within her right to do that as an adult. Yes. It's not anybody else's right to come in and take something so violently, you know what I mean? It's yeah. just awful. And then, you know, again, to go off of that, like, that's the thing, too, about, you know, rape and sexual violence. Like, sexual assault is something so serious, and it's so, you know... It, feeding into the whole like the more like females are submissive and like sexually like passive and like no you know nobody again come hold back to the whole like, nobody wants to be sexually assaulted like sexual assault is something that has this power and you, you use that against someone it just yeah. you know it, it rips them in half you know yeah. you ruin somebody's life and for someone and for society and for people to be like well he's a good guy and da 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 or like, like the whole again like if you're going back to men who are sexually assaulted too like oh well you know he's he's too much of a pussy or whatever why why couldn't he just take it or why you know and then a lot of these cases go unreported this is why a lot of people who are sexually assaulted don't say anything because there's the victim blaming and oh well what was she wearing or was she drinking like no none of that none of that matters you know at the end of the day a rapist is a rapist yeah sexual assault is sexual assault like call it like it is you know like a spade's a spade exactly it's it's ridiculous to see these people saying Oh, well, again, back to the whole, like, well, he's a good guy. If he was a good guy, why did he rape her, okay? Why why did he think that was okay in the first place? Clearly, if she's unconscious or if, again, if, you know, it's not just, like, a gender thing. It's, it's an everybody thing. If they're unconscious, if they're, you know, revealing too much skin, that are like, that's their, that's their right, you know? They can do whatever they want with their body. That's them. Again, nobody is asking for this. Nobody wants this. And for you to turn around and say it's their fault to blame them, like, again, what the fuck? That's right? not okay. It's all part of, like, the toxic patriarchy dialogue, you know? I wish I put up, would have brought up more stuff. Would it, was it correlating with, like, sexual abuse and stuff like that? But, like, the society we live in, and I hate to be the person, like, the society, but, like, it's the society it's we live true. in, you know? It's these constructs that we build. It's the systems of power that are built around us. Like, patriarchal cisgenderism, as explained in one of this, these articles that I, that I had, it's what built this nation. And it's what helped create this this safe space for abusive people. It's what helped create safe space for violence against women and people of color and other marginalized groups of people, you know? It's ridiculous to, uh, to think that, like... It's ridiculous to think that our capitalist nation doesn't contribute to toxic patriarchy you see it everywhere like again going back to what you were saying earlier how the media portrays women like if you're a white woman they portray they over sexualize you they over sexualize you and if you're a woman of color they over sexualize you but exotically you know what i mean like it's just yeah. like it creates this dialogue that it's okay to objectify women and treat them as like objects and well objectifies women too well like 
and treat them however you want to treat them and that's not the case you know like I like I always wondered like why why women like are sought like are seen to be passive like that's never been like I mean at least in what I think like that's never been my experience I like my mom always told me she's like you, you snap back you know what I mean like don't yeah. like don't let people walk all over you and like I think it's just like a real like my brother too like my brother always like I think I was raised and like I'm really fortunate to be raised the way that I was because I was always like aware of the fact that like nobody has a right to hurt me nobody has a right to make me feel like I deserve something that was done to me and like nobody has the nobody has a right to take anything from me without my consent and like I was I think that's why I understood consent so well like growing up and all this other stuff like who are you to do this to me who are you to say that like it's okay it's okay just because you're a man just because you're white just because you're whatever like you're nobody to do this and you're nobody to make me feel afraid to like share this experience with somebody out of fear you know like I don't I don't know how to put it into words but it's just like everything around us this system that was built by men by heterosexual cisgendered men it creates a society that lets them get away with it. That's mm -hmm. why we still have Brock Turners. That's why we still have, like... R. Kelly. R. Kelly. Oh, my gosh, R. Kelly. <laughs> We're not going to talk about that. Literally, R. Kelly, you're disgusting, and I hate you. But anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, and I just think... And it's not just men that contribute to, to toxic patriarchy. Women are huge contributors mm -hmm. to toxic patriarchy as well. It's always of, like women are taught to be the passive submissive mm -hmm. type and it's because of this like they sometimes are taught by other women go ahead and then you know again saying you know women are taught to be passive and then you know when we do speak out when we do speak our minds and oh the whole well she's a bitch and she's she's hysterical she's hysterical and da 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 you know even like you know back in the day back you know in like early centuries of time you know women were again like doctors thought like women were hysteria was diagnosed as like a thing you know because again women again aren't supposed to speak their minds and women aren't supposed to be powerful and they're supposed to be like in these they're supposed to be in the household like working for these men and da 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 yeah. and again it feeds into toxic patriarchy and you know like I, growing up you know like my dad passed away like, er, like early on when I was younger and it was just me my sister and my mom so again a house full of women and you know when you know a guy tries to like tell me something I'm just like uh-huh no like what the hell like i'm my own person like yeah. just because i'm a i'm a woman that doesn't mean like you can talk down on me or look down on me and then again the whole like you know media feeds into like sexualized women and the whole like coming down to like ethnicities like oh well she's a spicy latina or like oh she's an exotic black woman it's disgusting. and it's like that's do you hear yourself like you're treated like again once you take away the fact that i'm a person first i'm already just an object i'm just a thing and i think that's why you know human trafficking and um like these types of i'm so sorry i'm linking out <laughs> but um you know all these again like acts of sexual violence are once you take away uh, the fact that they're a human and they just become this thing i think that's why it makes it in a sense easier quote unquote to do these acts these heinous crimes you know against women against people of color against men against you know like the lgbtq plus communities you know like once again you strip them of their identity of anything if you just start looking at them as like you know pieces of meat essentially yeah it's just 
it's ridiculous and you know it has a woman myself as you know women here we're we're pissed off like yeah. and then again you know and then you going back to the whole women feed into i guess again <laughs> toxic patriarchy you know when women bash on each other that's when you know like shit's going downhill like come on man when we already got shit from from men and i'm not hating on men you know like we support we, we all, again we want equality we want to fight for each other not with like not at each other we're not trying to attack each other's throats but we are for the people here for the people all the people every everybody you know we love you all but when we're attacking each other and like you know it's just why are we attacking each other you know we're supposed to help each other and you know when again if your friends you tell them about what happened oh well what were you wearing you know why all of a sudden why are you questioning me again like when someone comes to you and out of their fear not you know like what if they're gonna attack me like what if i say something like oh my gosh like again like fear eats away at people coming out and speaking about you know sexual violence and not even just sexual violence you know, like domestic violence and just violence in general you know fear is your worst enemy to you know report these things and then you know when you do say something and you're being attacked you wonder why there's so many people that go missing and so many like you know suicide rates are super high because of that like trigger warning but you know it's true because they have no one to talk to you get you know this domino effect of just everything like everybody's attacking you you can't speak out when you do want help again you have people like brock turner trying to um get out of it like oh they're a good guy and, da, 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 da. and, and you know it's just it's again heartbreaking and as a woman myself and as you know females here we don't appreciate that <laughs> not even don't appreciate it we hate that adding on to what you're saying actually let me backtrack a little i was actually looking for something i saw regarding r kelly and i was just really pissed off right now because um i saw tweets um that were defending him, that were like, oh, well, R. Kelly could have just come and raped me. Because I was like, that's disgusting. How could you see that? Like, people don't think of the consequences that their their words have. People don't, people just don't think. Yeah. Like, and it's inferior. Like, I was looking for a tweet that talked about um, the woman that, po that um, posted his bail. And, like, it talked about how women are oftentimes the first to tear down other women because, mm -hmm. um, because just everything's a competition. Everything just has to be like, I have to be better than you because I have to be, I have to be picked for this or I wanna be this or whatever the case may be. Like women are always being like- Criticized. Criticized and like, it's just always a competition and it's always a fight and it's really like, it's really disgusting. But going, going back to what you were saying regarding like attacks on like victims of rape and stuff like that. like. We make victims of rape go jump through so many hoops. It's insane. We make them jump through hoops like nobody's business because they have to go make, like if they want to get a rape kit, they have to go to the hospital and then they have to go talk to, um, they have to relive the experience. Like imagine like they, if they go to the emergency room, then they have to be seen by the nurse like who specializes in the in those kits and then they have to get the kit done and then they have to if they want to press charges they have to file a report they have to evidence has to be collected they have to like go through all these things and then there's always people around you like um i think it's legally like in um in situations of rape there's a victim advocate from havens one center that joins the 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 victim and like i get there they're there to help but imagine going through the most traumatic experience of your life and then like having a room full of people you know like that's insane to me like have like 
why are we making people jump through all these hoops? Like, I get we're tr like, I get we're trying to help them, but at the same time, like, why don't we just? I, I don't know. Like, I I can't say that I know a solution to this. I can't say that well, like let's just collect names and like start the process or whatever. Like, I don't know how this that works, but at the same time, like the fact that. A lot of times I feel like women wouldn't want to report their their rape or their assault because of all these like hoops that they have to jump through you know and it's insane like people should talk about this people should normalize the conversation of abuse because why do they have to be ashamed of it you know what I mean it happened to them like they didn't they didn't ask for it they didn't invite the other person to attack them you know it's I don't know it's really it's really complex yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, I have my stats um, for uh, violence against women, and um, you know, one in one of them is one in three women have experienced either physical and or sexual violence. Um, and for me, one in three is too much. Like that's too many. Like it shouldn't. It just it's so heartbreaking, and a lot of this is just um, vi violence against women. It's it's not just you know. I feel like people think, oh, like, women being um, taught, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, being treated poorly, you know, like, that doesn't happen. No, it, it doesn't happen here in the U.S. No, it does. It, it's happening everywhere. You know, it happens everywhere. Um, if I could throw in a statistic real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Um, while I wait for my stuff. So, I saw a tweet the other day that I really wanted to talk about here. It was that um, there's, were, there was an investigation done to, um for the Southern Baptist Church. And it, the investigation revealed that there was more than 700 victims of sexual abuse over 20 years. Wow. So um, since 1998, roughly 380 Southern Baptist Church leaders and volunteers have faced allegations of sexual misconduct that left behind more than 700 victims. So, I mean, I'm I'm a really big advocate for holding people accountable with situations like this and if you look at different um I also love documentaries and if you look at different documentaries there's ones that um I think it's called Existence and Conscious or something like that it's on Netflix it's in Spanish it's from like mm -hmm. Spain um it talks about sexual abuse of like um children and mainly of boys in the Catholic Church and then you also have the movie Spotlight which also mm, highlights sexual abuse mm -hmm. 10 out of 10 would recommend watching that movie that's a good movie it really tells it shows you how deep these cover-ups are and I know that the Pope has recently gone out and uh, tried to like do something about this but I think in the documentary existence and conscious um don't quote me on the name though it's something along those lines um I'll look at it right now the, there was one victim who ended up becoming a Pope and he said that the church doesn't have did i say pope yeah he a priest he ended up becoming a priest um he, he said that the church doesn't have enough personnel to cover the amount of cases and i think on a, a study that i um an article that i read recently that there was over 2000 open cases and i was like yeah there's over 2000 open cases like wow. and that's not even counting the people that haven't come out, out to talk about it you know it's it's really tragic to think that we hide this we hide 
we protect these leaders because we look up to them because they should be people who don't do this who don't do this we're like this can't be right or whatever it may be you know i'm trying to find the name of it but i really want people to like understand that it's like there's a lot of shame that comes from being a victim just because you know nobody wants to be labeled a victim and that's understandable there's a lot of shame that comes with it but it you have to like you have to understand that that shame isn't yours that shame is forced onto you by the patriarchal society that you were raised in and that the people before you were raised in and you have to if you are facing something like this you have to take that stand you have to say something you have to be like you know what this wasn't okay and i'm gonna do something about it today like i'm not gonna let i'm not gonna let another person get away with harming me and just because i don't want to be put in like an uncomfortable situation or whatever you know like it's important that we that we hold these people accountable because this is what keep continues like this is what lets them continue this cycle and as a correction it's called examination of conscious it's on netflix it's three episodes i recommend you watch it because it really just shows how deep abuse runs and how how much people work to hide this type of stuff so it also shows um sorry I'm t this is all coming back to me You're fine. um one of the biggest victims again going back to the catholic church because a lot of the stuff that the pope has been talking about um makes this stuff resurface a lot of um a huge network of victims i don't know if the network of victims is the right word but a huge group of victims uh, would be nuns. Nuns are constantly under attack. That's what it is. It's an attack. Are constantly under attack by these so-called sacred leaders. And, you know, these women are told to look up to these men. And, you know, how, how do you speak out against your priest? How do you speak out against the person you see, like, as the right hand of God or whatever it may be, you know? Like, how do you do that, you know? How are you expected, with all the teachings that you have, how are you expected to stand up for yourself in those situations? And I know The Keepers, I believe, also on Netflix is a documentary that discusses that a little bit further, but I just think, I just think it's time to hold people accountable for their actions regardless of what they are. And, um, you know, more stats and this is honestly very disappointing to see that there's so many statistics and they're all very very high and again like why why are they so high you know why are, again like why are we ho holding people accountable for their actions you know and so uh, some a, a statistic that i found was that every 98 seconds an american is sexually assaulted and every 11 minutes that victim is a child meanwhile only five out of every thousand perpetrators will end up in prison so a lot of these you know sexual assaulters and like rapists they don't end up in prison they're still out there and they're still committing these you know heinous acts and it's really really disappointing it's very tragic and again it's heartbreaking and as you know a woman myself i'm i have to deal with this this is like an everyday thing for me when you think about it you know being a woman you're on guard 24 7 you know when you ask a guy like oh do you worry about getting attacked and you know like sexual like sexual sexual violence and you know the answers most <laughs> majority of the time it's no if you ask any girl or any woman they're gonna say yes 
I'm terrified, especially, you know, it's even more likely at night. And, you know, like, and then like other girls would be like, well, what do you do to keep yourself safe? Oh, I'll keep my keys between my keys between my fingers. Like, you know, I'm always, I have pepper spray on me or I have, like, we have all these preventative measures and it's like, why are we teaching women to protect themselves when we should teach, you know, uh, people who do these sexual, um, sexual act, that? Yeah, sexual assaults, yeah. Um, you know, why do we teach? Why don't we teach them to stop? You know, why do we have to protect ourselves when, again, this shouldn't be happening? It shouldn't be okay. We have to hold them accountable for their actions. Yeah. And why? Did, and then again, when it comes to the whole like women attacking each other, why attack each other? When we should be helping each other. But at the same time, like, why do we have to help each other and protect each other over these actions? You know. Yeah. Like, if your main source of getting laid is waiting for the drunkest girl at the bar, then you're a creep. Like, hands down, you're a creep. Straight See up. a therapist and go to jail. Like, bottom line, like, there's no excuse for you to be doing what you're doing. Like, if you can't get laid by somebody willing and able, completely sober, then you shouldn't be having sex. Bottom because line. any other way, if you're waiting, like, again, if you're creeping on girls at the bar because then you're looking for the drunkest one, then you're a rapist. Just let it sink in reality check right there reality check right there like check your friends check yourself like don't just don't if you see your friend being a creep you are the best person to tell them that they're being a creep like i don't understand like oh like that's my bro i don't want to be what like like i no. don't want, i don't want to be a cock blocker and i was like you know what like do it. <laughs> you and i can fight because i know when i go out with my friends i'm the first one that like because my friends and I go out and we're drunk, I'm like, don't touch them. Don't touch, get away from them. Like, I don't, I have zero tolerance for creepy people at the bars or, like, when we go dancing or whatever. Like, zero tolerance. Like, you can ask my friends that I've gone out with. Like, I'm always, like, boxing them out. Like, pushing people <laughs> away. Like, don't look, don't even look at them at the wrong way. Because like, like, you and I, said. like, literally, you and I will, like, have a big problem. And, like, like, the other night, my boyfriend and I went to dinner. And, like, I was looking around everywhere. Like, I... I didn't feel comfortable in the spot that I was in because there wasn't really, there wasn't a wall, there was like still people behind me and I kept looking, kept looking at the door and like, um, he just, you know, went about his day and like, I would notice everything and every, anything and everything and like, I was like, oh, there's a cop right there, like, oh, there's this going on right there. He was like, why, why do you notice these things? And I was like, I'm always on the lookout. We like, have to be. I always have to be aware of what's going on because... I don't have, um, I mean, a lot of what my professor labeled it as, and what my professor labeled it as, and what it is called, it's male privilege, you know, like, mm -hmm. they don't have to always be aware of their surroundings, they don't always have to be aware, like, of who's walking around them, like, even tonight, like, on my way here, I was running a little late, it was already dark, some guy slipped into a little corner, and he was oh, like, no. he slipped into a little corner and I like, I kind of stopped walking and I kind of just stared at him and he like bent down to tie his shoes. And then even my friends noticed cause I heard her car stop. And so like, I kind of just like, I didn't want to walk by him and like, I didn't know what to do. Like, cause I was already like on that walkway and then you know, the, the pond is right next to me and like, there's no way for me to turn. So I kind of just stared at him and I just waited for him to walk past and I like followed him and I don't care if I look like a creep turning to watch you leave but I was like I'm not gonna let anything happen to myself and like women queer trans people of color always have to be on the lookout they always have to be aware of their surroundings because you don't know when when something is gonna happen statistically it's when something is gonna happen to you and then you know since we are on a college campus you know there is 
campus sexual assault. You know, 20% 20 to 25% of college women and 15% of college men are victims of forced sex during their time in college. So, you know, being on a college campus and having having those statistics in mind, you're kind of like, holy shit, like, this could happen to me or anybody I know, you know, it's pretty terrifying. Yeah. And then, you know, this is like an old report, but, you know, a 2002 study revealed that 63.3% 63.3% of men at one university who self-reported acts qualifying as rape or attempted rape admitted to committing repeat rapes. So again, people who commit rapes are most likely gonna do it again. And it's very terrifying to hear that. Um, so somebody just posted to our ins- our Instagram story. Um, and correct me, Kat, if you mentioned this earlier, but it said one in three uh, Native women experience rape in their life, and one in two Native women experience violence in their life. And this is a picture from a protest poster that was showed um, a little while ago. I'm not sure what the protest is from. It's not letting me see. But yeah, it's just a poster from a protest that happened, and I just think it's really disgusting. Like, I don't we let people get away with it get away with it i don't know why people aren't holding everyone else accountable for their actions it's it's not fair and it's ridiculous and i honestly don't i'm the first to call out people when i when i notice things and i just think we all have to reflect a little on that i think we all have to reflect on the fact that like you know what, my homeboy is being a creep today and maybe I need to call him out or like maybe I need to do a little reflection on like my like internalized toxic patriarchy. Like what what am I doing to help fix the situation? You know what I mean? Like we really do need to like help each other and protect each other. Yeah, so um, violence, and that also includes, you know, violence against women. Uh, so right here I have the World Health Organization. This is uh, uh, 2017, so, you know, a little recent. And uh, it says globally as many as 38% of murders of women are committed by a male intimate partner. Um, violence can, neg- can can't even uh, read, can negate negatively negatively thank you <laughs> affect women's physical mental sexual and reproductive health and may increase the risk of occurring, uh, occurring HIV in some settings and um, men are more likely to um, perpetrate violence if they have low education and history of child maltreatment exposure to domestic violence against their mothers harmful use of alcohol unequal gender norms including attitudes accepting of violence and a sense of entitlement over women um, women are uh, more likely to experience intimate partner violence if they have low education, exposure to mothers being abused by a partner, abused during childhood, and attitudes accepting violence, male privilege, and women's subordinate status. Um, yeah, it's it's really sad, and um, and it sucks because it could really it really could impact you know children. Like if you are a single um, parent. In this case, it's it is mainly uh, single mothers, you know, and you're in a healthy, un, you're in a unhealthy abusive relationship. Your kid is going to see that and think that's okay, like that's normal, right? Uh, they're gonna just have that mentality, and you know, if they're, um, if you have a daughter, she's gonna think, okay, it's okay for me to be in a relationship with somebody who treats me bad. If you have a son, he's gonna be like, it's okay for me to treat my my 
wife or my girlfriend, you know, whatever, like that, you know, and it's, it's terrible. It's so sad. And there's just a lot of things we, we really just need to, we need to talk about, like we need to, um, we need to raise, you know, if we have kids, we need to raise our, our girls to speak up, you know, we need to raise them to be tough and we need to raise, we need to raise our, uh, sons to be gentlemen. Like, you know, like we need to raise them to be respectful. I mean, raise both to be respectable, but, you know, raise your girls to be tough and raise your boys to listen, you know, to not hit, like, all this stuff. And then, um, this is, uh, from theworldbank.org. Uh, it was, this came out, uh, 2018, so not that long ago. Um, and it says that 35% of women have experienced either physical and or, you know, sexual intimate partner violence or non-partner violence. Uh, globally, 7%. Um, and also another thing is the 200 million women who experience female genital, uh, I can't even pronounce the word. Mutilation. Yes, or cutting, mm -hmm. um, you know, and that's something too when you talk about, like, that's insane. Yeah. And um, there's just a lot of stuff we just need to talk about there's just a lot of stuff we really needed to we need to stop you know overall what we've been talking throughout all this we need to stop victim blaming yeah you know that's like the number one thing it's like now we just need to listen yeah give that person their their space give them their platform for them to be heard because it's not fair we need to know? create the dialogue that it's it's okay to talk about the things that happen to you like like get was saying like it's okay to let it's okay to teach your sons it's okay to teach yourself that like hey this happened to me i experienced this trauma let me heal let me find my peace one way or another you know and it's not by continuing the cycle of violence you know it's but find a therapist you know what i mean mm -hmm. like talking about like, it like people are always so ashamed like i don't want to see a therapist i don't want to like find a therapist like god most people need therapists and like and the most of the people in the world need a therapist regardless of whatever you know what i mean like mm -hmm. people need to talk about things people need other people and it's okay to seek help for the that stuff you know and i saw this i'm on twitter too much guys i saw this one tweet that like kind of perpetuates this the it kind of adds on to this patriarchal society that we have created and it kind of just continues to endorse the fact that women need to fix the men in their lives and that's not the case you're no you know like you don't have your degree in this you don't know what you're doing like it's not my job to like heal the wounds of anybody's past you know what i mean like and it talks about that a lot in like a relationship you know what i mean like i saw this one thing that it's like oh like ladies do you ever see a man that has um and you think wow he's been through a lot let me fix him like it's not my job to fix you like whoever messed you up like i'm sorry that they hurt you but i'm not here to be your therapist i'm not here to be your mom i'm not here to be anybody but your partner you know what i mean like and that's a conversation that people need to have and like a lot of the quote tweets that came along with it came from women that are like find a therapist seek help you know because like nobody's here to like take care of you hold your hand and like help you like cry yourself to sleep while you heal you know like healing 
it's a big part like it's a big responsibility but it's our responsibility it's personal like it's nobody's job like i'm not gonna look to cat like and be like you know what i've been through some shit help me out sis you know like she's be like get away from me you weirdo you know what i mean like yeah that's my responsibility and like you have to be honest with yourself you're like you know what i've contributed to to a society that that encourages violence against women or i've i've seen like injustices and i've turned my back on it or i've this or I've that and you know what accept it own up to it ask for forgiveness forgive yourself but then change it don't continue this pattern don't continue to ignore the violence don't add to the violence because at the end of the day you're just contributing to this you're you're contributing to this culture that excuses the the dehumanization of other people it's not okay and um so you know still talking about the whole violence against women uh, american indian and alaska native women experience assault and domestic violence at a much higher rate than women of any other ethnicity mm -hmm. um over 84 percent native women experience violence during their lifetime american indians are three times more likely to experience sexual violence than any other ethnic group um over half of american indian women report having experienced sexual assault 55.5% of Native women experience physical intimate partner violence in their lifetime. 66.6% .6 experience psychological abuse. 17% uh, American Indian and Alaska Native women have been stalked. Um, on some reservations in the U.S., the murder rate of Native women is 10 times higher than in the rest of the nation. American Indian slash Alaska Native children experience PTSD at the same rate as combat veterans from like from war and stuff mm -hmm. so I, I don't even know what to say to that that's insane it's it's so tragic because it just shows how little we care about these group of people like why aren't we talking about the abuse that they they go through you know what I mean like um go ahead um sorry just one more too yeah. approximately two out of three native women who are sexually assaulted are attacked by non-native men yeah let's think about that let that soak in it's it's really tragic one of the articles that i found it talked about how oh my gosh i'm not gonna find it find it it's like an 84 page article well it basically talked about um how Oh, I found it, JK. Yay. So, More facts. Exactly. In the Kambahi River Statement, it's a collective of black, lesbian, feminist. Um, they asserted that if black women were free, it would mean everyone else would have to be free since our freedom would necess necessitate the destruction of all systems of oppression. So um, they actually they added on to it that said that although they did not designate the black woman as a transgender or cisgender we must assume that the black women of who they speak of include black trans women if their freedom would necessitate the destruction of all systems of oppression and i just would like to add that it doesn't just cover black women it covers again indigenous women and it covers different groups of um people like different women of color you know what i mean like um and women belonging to i don't know how would i would how would i explain it like so women not just cisgender women but trans women as well and non-conforming gender and non like non-binary like folks so i think 
I think it's a great quote, in my opinion, because it just shows that if we took care of these people, a lot of this stuff would stop. Like, if we, like, if we just looked for our politicians, it's like, hey, it's time for you to start giving a shit. Like, it's time for you to do something about this. And it's time for us to, like, start doing something about it, too. Like, the world would be a much better place. Like, yeah, we hear these statistics and, like, we try to create a change and we try to this, we try to that, but, like, there's a process to everything, you know? Like, we all have to help each other, like, fix this. Because at the end of the day, we may not have created it, but we're adding on to it by some of our, like, with some of our behavior, you know? It's like Billy Joel says, like, we didn't start the fire. But we watched, like, we watched it burn. Like, we, we let it continue. Like, it's not, it's not our fault, but we have a responsibility as people to, like, help stop this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, by feeding in again to the toxic patriarchy, feeding into rape culture, feeding into violence against women and, you know, women of color and transgender women. And again, like, it's not just, a, it's not a gender issue, it's an everyone issue, you know? Like, if we, again, if we keep excusing um, these behaviors and we keep, you know, you know, bailing these men out and no, like, can we, again, we have to hold them accountable. We have to, you know, make sure they do the time that they've, I'm sorry, I'm losing my words, you know, do the time for the crime. <laughs> yeah. That sounds cliche, but no, like, it's a serious reality that needs to be put in check. And it's ridiculous to see that, you know, to see that there's all these Again, you know, coming back to the whole numbers thing, why are they so high? And, you know, as a society, as, you know, as a country, like, in, it's not even just, like, us. It's international. It's everywhere, you know. It's crazy. It's crazy to hear this. It's, you know, I, you know, doing research and looking up all these stats, I was shocked. You know, I was on the phone with my friend, and I was telling her I felt sick to my stomach. Like, these are scary high numbers. Mm-hmm. Again, it's not just, you know cisgender women against all women against all people against you know like men are involved in this too that are sexually assaulted and have to you know put up with the whole victim blaming and the you know victim shaming and all that negative stuff it's just it's really it's hard to hear and you know but again we we need to hold everybody accountable and you know tragically this is this is the reality you know and we need to bring up this conversation more often you know we got to make it an open dialogue and okay for people to talk about it we got to let them you know have have their chance to speak out and you know coming back to the whole relationships thing you know you can't you know if you're my partner and you had all these you know like stuff happen to you and you know you're you're it doesn't excuse your behavior you know like I tell like people that I've talked to you before I'm just like hey like that's not okay dude like you gotta you gotta hold them accountable you gotta be like hey you know, I'm not so-and-so, like, that was before me, you know, you can't put that on top of me, and again, you know, if you're, if you're having, you know, these troubles, if you guys are, like, facing these kinds of issues, speak up, man, or not even speak up, but go see someone, have someone trained, you know, to help you get through it, you know, you know, the whole process of going through a traumatic experience, which, you know, nobody should ever have to go through, but if you do, you know, healing is the, is the best possible option, you know, get that closure, you know, feel, feel normal again, feel like you can live your life and not have that experience dictate you for the rest of it you know yeah so yeah I think uh something that always stuck with me in uh I believe it was high school we uh 
we had this uh, female PE teacher and she taught us, it was like a whole week, she took the girls and taught us, you know, like self-defense moves and stuff and, um, and I remember just sticking, like her, the definition of the word rape was just power, you know, and that's always stuck with me because it's like, well, it's true, like we, I, you know, I feel like these rapists, you know, they just get a kick that they could take advantage of someone, you know? And I feel like that's what satisfies them the, the more, you know? And it's it's terrible. And then the fact that, you know, in abusive relationships, you know, like, what is it? It takes seven tries for a, a woman to finally leave her relationship that she's in. It's so sad. Like, so seven tries and and sometimes, and that's if. That's if if they're that's if they're able to leave, you know. Because sometimes it doesn't end like it's not like in the movies where it's like, oh my gosh, she went through this and she's a survivor. No, sometimes they don't make it out alive, you know. Or sometimes they just they just stick with it because there's also the um, is it economic abuse where they don't have money, so that's mm-hmm. why they stay yeah. with their partner, you know. And and we also need to recognize that. Abusive relationships isn't just in um, hetero relationships. It's in same-sex relationships mm-hmm. as well, too, you know? Like, um, they're... And that's not talked about as much. And it should be, because it, it's just... It's, it's sad. And then, um, so, for um, those listening, um, there are places to go to um, locally here. I know the Women's Haven and the... I believe it's in Modesto. Um they're there. They're there to uh, help all survivors of domestic violence, sexual abuse, and uh, human trafficking as well. Earlier, you know, uh, George, you mentioned that. Um, their mission is just to give back empowerment to those who've been stripped away from from empowerment. You know, like um, just to help those who who need it the most. And then here on campus, we also have a stand together. Um, you, uh, they actually work with uh, the at the uh, Havens Women's Center, and there's more information on them on the uh, the CSU website. It's I believe it's under Club and Organization, and then we also have a uh, Title Nine. And do you guys are you guys familiar with Title Nine? Isn't that the prevention mm-hmm. training? Yeah. Yeah. So um, this has this is an education amendment. It was passed I want to believe in 1972. Um, at first it was kind of, um, I'm, I'm trying to remember as much as I can, uh, but it was mainly for giving, uh, female athletes the right, like the same funding as male athletes, but it, it's evolved to so much more. So it's to prohibit discrimination on the basis of gender or sexual orientation in, in employment as well as education programs. And this also affects for activities that's operated by the campus, whether it's on or off campus. Um, this includes sexual harassment, misconduct, and gender-based dating and domestic violence and stalking. And, um, yeah, like, this is in, you know, every semester, not every semester, I believe it's every fall semester. I believe it should be every semester, though. Uh, we, every, every student is, um, is, is, supposed required. to required to required. do thank you i can't think of my words required to do the not anymore test which kind of just educates the students on you know like what consent is you know what this is like you know the difference and 
I want to say that only happens fall semester, does it? Didn't we do it this? Didn't we do it? Well, I I remember doing it um, this semester, mm-hmm. or like. I think it's a refresher. If you oh yeah, yeah the refresher the fall, one. It's a you yeah. Know, you do the whole um, and, course and then. And you know, it it is a kind of process. I mean, you could get it done within like an hour, but like. I know some people are just like, it's too long. But it's like, no, because we need to know all this stuff, though. Like, this is really important. There's a lot of yeah. stuff. There's a lot of stuff because, you know, we just lived in a messed up like society. But TBH, there's a lot of stuff that slips through the cracks, not to expose myself, but I didn't have to do it the last semester in order to register for oh, class. Wow. I was like, it wasn't a hold on my account, which, like, as, as much as I've already done those videos, like, I should be held, held accountable to do them too, you know? Yeah. Like, like yeah, I wasn't going to go run to, like, I don't know whoever puts the holes on my account. <laughs> I wasn't going to go run to be like, put a hole on my account. Like, I didn't do the training, you know what I mean? Like, obviously, I want to get into classes, but, like, at the same time, like, adding on to what you were saying, um, I believe there's also a, a Women's Haven's victim advocate or representative here on campus. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, and I, and I know that Turlock also has a center, but it's, relatively smaller than the one in Modesto and title nine can also happen like can also help you in case of um well let's say you do go um you are sexually assaulted or, and you like you go through your process or like whatever title nine the title nine coordinator can also help you with um 